God is extremely practical. He is more practical than you and I. And, and I, I know Pastor Nelson mentioned to me that um, Wynn had, uh, had an experience and he, um, Pastor Nelson and you chatted a little bit last week. Do you want to just share? Um, and if anybody else, I, I want to limit it because I, I have a few verses I want to share. But if there's anybody else that has something where, where you recognize Holy Spirit was doing something on your behalf. Is there anybody else here? Okay, would you like to share, brother? Okay. We'll have Wynn share for a moment, and then uh, I know it's Brother Duick. Doug, it's Brother Duick. Uh, last week, uh, we uh, upgraded our van from a black van to a red van. And Friday night, we went to pick Hart up from camp, and he had a wonderful summer up at Camp Stillwood, and it was raining that day, and we came home. And when we, bought, when we got the new van, it only came with one key, and that's kind of challenging. And um, we came home, and we unloaded the van, and I picked up the last bit of luggage that I had, and I pressed the button and locked the door. I pressed the button, sorry, and then I closed the door of the van and it went into the house and all of a sudden I'm going, where's my key? And I go, uh-oh. So I picked up a flashlight and I walked out to the van and I, on the passenger side the sliding door was locked and the front door was locked and I take the flashlight and shine it in. There on the driver's seat is the key. It had fallen out as I closed the door and I'm going, oh no. Now, it's about 11 o'clock at night. I can wait till the next day, till Saturday. But then all of a sudden, as, as uh, Pastor uh, Daniel mentioned, all of a sudden the fear comes. Now what? I have to pay money. I have to do this. Oh, man, I really don't want to do this. And those things kept thinking. And then I go, and I walk back into the house, and I'm going, now what do I do? And the van that we have, you can't stick a coat hanger in there. You can't do any of those kinds of things anymore. And so I said, all of a sudden, I thought, you know what? I need to pray about this because God answers prayer. And this is, it's, it's not an impossible situation. So I walked back out to the van, and I opened the back window, the little back window, and it's about this wide but I can't get my hand through there or reach up to the front seat or anything. And I thought, man, dear God, help me solve this problem. So I walked around to the passenger side, or the driver's side, and the front door was locked, right? The button was down. I reach over and pull the handle of the passenger van door, and it slides open. Now, one of the things I've learned, okay, this is really important. One of the things I've learned, I never say, I can't believe it. Because <laughs> in this case, we, how, many, how many times have we said that? Something happens and we say, I can't believe it. I've learned, I never say that. I said, praise the Lord. Right, and I quickly reached over, unlocked the door, <laughs> grabbed that key. And I went, okay, now what? So I walk in the house and I tell Carrie, and she says, well, maybe there's something wrong with the door. <laughs> maybe it doesn't lock. So I go back out, 
push the button on the key, lock the van, the buttons go down, right? And I walk over to that driver's side sliding door, and guess what? It's locked. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's awesome. This is Brendan's father. So good to have you here this morning. Thank you, Pastor David. I'm going to give you a, a little story that I had uh, came across yesterday an experience, and I'm I'm the other side of what the Holy Spirit can do. So it was a recipient. Um, so so I was going I was going from my ho house for a walk, and I I live on the east side of Abbotsford. I go and I usually go up the hill on a fairly long circle. And yesterday, for some reason, I thought I would just go up the hill to the park, and I would, well, as I was going up, I was deciding that. So I decided to turn into the park and go on the walkway past the slides and, and so on. And as I did so, um, there's, a, there's a circular walk, uh, a sidewalk, goes in a, in a big circle on the top of the park. And as I entered the, uh, the ring, um, I looked to my left, and there's a lady there, She's just coming exactly at that point where I was entering the, the ring. And uh, I said hi, and she said hi. And I was kind of thinking, well, this, you know, it's fairly early in the morning. It's one man and, and one woman, so I, you know, which, which way should I go? <laughs> because you can go either way on the ring. But I, I guess I just decided to, to fold into the, to the right the way she was walking. We started a, a conversation, and... Um, and the conversation um, quite quickly led to uh, led to um, religion, Christianity, and and she said she was uh, of the Baha'i faith. And whether I knew something about it, I said, "Well, I know a little bit, not not a whole lot." And I I was able to start sharing with her about Jesus' love, and it turned out that she um, she said she'd been uh, a child in Iran, uh, age five. War broke out, and she, um, you know, they were all displaced. The family was displaced. There was a, a family next to them, um, offered them assistance, a Muslim family, um, but they really uh, were were in trouble as as anybody else other than a Muslim in in Iran at the time had to get out, and so they fleed and they left. Uh, they left. They went out to Iraq and then had to leave. Iraq and then had to leave Spain after that and finally came to Canada and so she um, she's had a, a tough life um, in that respect but she has a faith and she has a strong faith in the Baha'i and so she said she was she'd been praying um, a lot in the morning uh, as we we I think we strolled around it about three or four times around the ring and I was able to share with Jesus love and that was really fascinating for her because she doesn't, she doesn't understand love, uh, not to that ex extent. She understands God as being powerful, omnipotent, and uh, as we all do, but she doesn't understand that Jesus' love is what we really um, need. And um, so as we continued, uh, she, she said um, she'd had a, a, back, a, a whiplash injury um, not very long ago, I guess, and she had severe pain in her, in her neck, and she'd been praying uh, all morning whether she would meet someone uh, 
that could heal that, that problem. <laughs> and so she, she said, as I, as I walked around the ring and I saw you, she said, I knew that was you. That was the guy. And so I said, well, I, I'm honored. And I says, my, my daughter and son-in-law are, are in ministry and, and they, do, they do healing ministry. And, and, and I, I was able to share a little bit of that. And I said, I can give it a go you like. <laughs> and I said, if it's all right with you, I'll pray for you in Jesus' name. And she said, uh, oh, absolutely. She was really delighted. And, and I was, I guess I was standing this, about like, she was about here and I was about here. And all of a sudden, uh, she looks back and her husband's over here. So he came, he came wondering what was going on, I guess. <laughs> so I, I, I was a little bit startled, but I said, um, okay, well, your, your wife, Rita, has, uh, has asked whether I could pray for her, and I said I'd be delighted to uh, pray for her healing, and, and, um, and I said, is that okay with you as well? And he said, sure. He says, anything goes. He says, I'm not, I, I don't worry about it. If somebody wants to pray, that's fantastic. So I was able to pray with them and, and, uh, and asked for the healing, and uh, I'm not sure if it happened immediately or it's going to happen or it may not happen. But, but the very interesting part of that last uh, part of our, our communication was that the lady said, would you mind if we meet again? I'd like to hear more. And so I'm able to, I, I said, well, my wife said, delightful dessert uh, chef, <laughs> could, could we have you over? I, and so they're going to come over, I suppose, this week. Amen. That's cool. That is cool. Were you walking a dog or just yourself? Just you. Sometimes it happens when we walk a dog, but praise God. Hallelujah. Those are some simple expressions of how the Holy Spirit, God, wants to work, wants to flow, wants to show Himself. And when you make yourself open to it, all of a sudden you start connecting and understanding and seeing and realizing what God is doing. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to be chatting with Brendan and, and we're, going to, we're going to pray for that couple. Why don't we pray right now? Her name was? Rita and Saeed. Lord, we just bring them to you. Lord, that, that Brother Duick was able to show and, and express your love, your care for her back, but also, Lord, the love of Jesus. And Lord, as they hope to get together this week, Lord, we pray for that soul. We release the goodness of God. It says that it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. So, Lord, we release your goodness on that couple, on that family. In your name, amen. Hallelujah. Um, if you could turn in your Bibles, I'd, I'd like to show you something from Luke chapter 9. So if you could turn to Luke 9. In going with, with what I've shared, I, wanna, I want you to see how Jesus 
instructed his disciples, but I'd, I'd like you to see a, a few things in here. And I'm going to start in verse 1. I'm going to read about four or five verses, and then I'm going to skip down a few verses. He says, And then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither staves nor scrip, neither bread, neither money, neither have two coats apiece, and whatever house you enter in, there abide and thence depart. And whosoever will not receive you when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet for testimony against them. And they departed and went throughout the towns preaching the gospel, and listen to this, and healing everywhere. Preaching the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is good news. I was thinking this week, what Jesus is good news to those who need him, and that is every one of us. He's good news. He's not bad news. The word gospel means good news. He's a liberator. He's a healer. He says the great physician. He's the one that directs. He's the one that saves. He's the one that redeems. But it also says, so when, so when you give, you go giving good news of Jesus, but also expect to see some things happening, some miracles. So I'm expecting Rita to be healed. That's what I'm expecting. Because Jesus here, in verse 1, he says he gave them power and authority. And then he says, over. You have power and authority over. You have power and authority over those things. Over demons, devils. Over sickness. You have power and authority. And there's a few other verses that say the same thing. But I want you to see the word power and authority, one of them means dunamis, and the other one is exousia. And when you look at them, the thought that comes through there is that you are qualified and you're authorized. What I find amazing in this is these disciples weren't perfect. I don't know about you, but when I was younger, I thought I had to be perfect in order to see a miracle happening. No, these disciples were not perfect. If you read these accounts, you find out after this, they argued about who was going to be greatest in the kingdom. After this, they had one of them, or two of them, had their mother come up and say, Jesus, will you let my sons be one on your right hand and one on your left? And, and Jesus is giving them authority and power, and yet they're not 100% perfect. He gave them power and authority. In fact, if you read on, and we're going to continue on here, uh, let's go down to verse 10. And the apostles, when they returned, told them all that they had done. And they took them aside privately into a desert place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. And as you continue down, he says, and when the day began to wear away, in verse 12, then came the 12th to the... And now listen to this. This is shortly after they just had all this miraculous stuff happen. 
This is just, just probably within days. It's, it's not like three months ago. This is fairly recent. He says, he says and the people, um, and when the day began to wear away, then came the twelve to him and said, send the multitude away that they may go into the towns and country round about and lodge and get victuals or food, for we're here in a desert place. And listen to how Jesus says to him, but, but he said unto them, give you them to eat. Give them to eat. Now they had just experienced miracles. They were just commissioned within a short period of time days, maybe within the last few weeks when they went out. So they had just experienced all these amazing miracles and they were reporting to him things that had happened. And Jesus looks at the situation and he speaks what he sees. And he says, give them something to eat. Why did he say that? Do you think he believed that they could give him something to eat? I do. Because I have found, as I've studied the scriptures, that Jesus will say things that the Father tells him to do, and the Father sees things that you can do. So when he said, give him some to eat, there was an expectation behind those words. In Isaiah 55, it says, his word doesn't come back to him empty, but it accomplishes the thing that he sent it out to do. When God gives you a word, he expects it to happen because he sees it happening. He doesn't say it might. He is definite. And I just find this amazing because we, and I say we, we could flip that upside down and me, I, will one moment experience something amazing from God and the next moment I'm panicking. What do I do? What do I do? And you know, there were like 5,000 men there. That was a lot of people. When God gives you a word, He already sees it happening. I'm not sure if you caught that. When God gives you a word, He sees it happening. Amen? Amen? I've got a few verses I want you to, to see about that. When he fed the 5,000, he could see them eating. And he wanted them to participate in that. In Matthew 12, and this is just, I just pulled out a few. There's over 30 miracles. Um, I made a list of them from Matthew and Mark. And I believe there's over 30 miracles just recorded in that neighborhood, 25 to 30. So I've just picked up a couple. But there was a, a beggar that didn't have, his hand was, was gnarled, and it was on the sun, a Sabbath. And Jesus said, stretch out your hand. Why did he say that? Because he could see his hand being stretched out. Jesus doesn't say something that isn't going to happen. Let that think, let that sink in. Let that think in also. God doesn't tell you something that he doesn't see happening. I found this one really amazing. 
if you actually read these accounts, after they fed the 5,000, they went into the boat. And they're crossing the sea. And it's a storm, and Jesus is not with them. And I was reading it this morning, and I found it kind of funny. Maybe it's just the way I think. But they're freaking out in the boat, and they see Jesus coming, walking on the water. But they don't know if it's him. I mean, they just are his disciples, that's all. He said, just follow me, be with me. But they can't tell if it's him. They think it might be a spirit or a ghost or something. And Peter, now this, think about this. Peter says, Jesus, if it's you, bid me to come. (laughs) And this is me and my funny thinking. If it wasn't Jesus, do you think he still would have, the response would have been, come on, Peter? They didn't know it was Jesus, and he just says, Jesus, if it's you, bid me come. And Jesus says, come. What I find amazing there is actually Peter was the one that activated that miracle. Peter was the one that, Jesus said, come, but Peter was the one that requested it to happen. Jesus didn't walk up to him and say, anybody here want to walk on water? Come on out. Jesus was walking and Peter says, if it's you, call me and I'm going to come. Last week, you all know I love, I'm, I'm enthralled with shadows right now, the sun and the shadow. You all know that, right? I, I keep telling you because I, I, I'm wanting it to sink in. And I'm actually, when I'm walking around, I'm actually trying to be aware of where my shadow is going. So last week, I'm at a grocery store, and I see this lady walking, and her leg was bowed, and it wasn't well, and she was walking up, and there was room to go in front of her, but the sun was shining that way, and she was here. So, I mean, God in heaven must have fun, because he says, David could walk a straight route, but no, I didn't walk a straight route. I walked around her so that the sun and the shade, my shadow, would hit her. And then I actually turned around to see if there was a difference. I'm asking God for a miracle to happen from my shadow. Anybody else? Peter said, Jesus, if it's you, bid me come. And from that, the supernatural happens. So we think sometimes we have to wait for God to do something. I believe sometimes we need to step out and say, God, if this is you, I'm going to go for it. And why can you do that? Because his word doesn't come back to him empty. There are three times where he says to them, ask whatever you want and you'll receive it. Amen. In my name. He tells them, what is it that you want? In James it says, you have not because you ask not. And then he continues on and he says, because when you ask, you want to pour it on yourselves. And the reason why we need something isn't to lavish it on us. It's in order to lavish it on others. 
But he says, ask. What are you asking God for? I had Brother Wynn share. Because sometimes I think we, we say, God, this is too small for you to do. I can just get BCAA in here. And thank God Wynn thinks like me. I don't want to spend the money. Ask God. Brother Doug, as he was sharing, he was going to go in a certain direction and he just felt impressed for some reason, whatever that was, and he went in a different thought. And God set up a divine appointment. That person came expecting. (laughs) That person expected to be healed and said to you, you must be the one. Can you imagine walking around and somebody goes, I need to be healed. And, and while well, we're talking and I ask God for, you know, I, I just need, you must be the person. What, I, what I'm trying to do in this short time is to get us to think and to see that the supernatural happens all the time. Pastor Nelson in Lordco. Myself, trying to get an excavator. Locking your keys in a vehicle. I had to smash a window once to get my keys out. And it was the most expensive window on the vehicle. (laughs) I was not very wise. Going for a walk. The supernatural is all around us. That's in the realm of or that's in the arena, or that's in the atmosphere where we live. And why can you believe it? Because he says, if you speak to that mountain, it's going to be moved. You speak to that mountain. I think if you continue on in that passage, he says, simply have faith in God. Hallelujah. Let's just quickly go to Matthew 21. Matthew 21, I just want to read this. Matthew 21, verse 21. And Jesus answers them and says, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do what is done unto this fig tree, but also if you shall say unto the mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things, listen to this, this is what Jesus is telling his disciples, and all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Believing you shall receive. Wow. Who here needs a touch from God? Who here needs a miracle? 
Who here needs direction? It's okay if you raise up both hands and both feet. That's okay. Who here needs wisdom? Who here needs peace? Who here needs a relationship restored? Who here needs to see God's hand working in your life to do something that you think is impossible? I don't know about you, but I need God. And today I wanted just to share with you a few thoughts. I wanted to make it practical and how God, the Holy Spirit can speak very simply. He can do a miracle when car doors lock and yet He unlocked the door. (laughs) I love that. That is amazing. He can do something in one moment that you couldn't plan or orchestrate. He can bring somebody across your path that is so hungry and necessary and needing a miracle, needing a revelation of Jesus Christ that you couldn't plan, but all of a sudden there's somebody there and God is so gracious, He just opens the door. He just makes it happen. Why? Because you're walking in the supernatural. You're walking and being aware of Him. This morning... If any of you need a touch from God, I want you to stand up. Any touch of God, whether it's healing, physical, financial, uh, you need a miracle, you need anything. If you need anything, I want us this morning to exercise. I'm not interested in just preaching and then saying, see you later. I want you to see the scriptures and I want to see them alive and active and working in your life. I'm just going to read this verse to you. If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do which is done to the fig tree, but if also if you shall say unto this mountain, and I mean we make mountains out of molehills. We make mountains out of fig trees. And if you say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it shall be done. Because when God looks at something, He sees it being completed. It says in Philippians, He who begun a good work will complete it. And if there's one verse that you walk away with this morning, and all things, all things, God's into things. He's into all things. I don't care if it's a pet. We've prayed for our dog. (laughs) <laughs> and he got healed because <laughs> I don't like paying vet bills. Come on. You talk to a vet, they'll tell you he's part of the family. That's what they tell you. I prayed for them. All things. Because he likes me. My father likes me. So what is it that you need? What is it that you need? What is it that you want? Maybe you can't sleep at night. Maybe anxiety bothers you. Maybe the finances are scary. 
Maybe you can't see beyond your next thought. I do, it says, whatever you need, all things. All things. Whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. I'm not just interested in asking. And I'm not just interested in believing. I'm interested in everything. Asking, believing, and receiving. Because when God speaks it, He sees it happening. And I believe God gave me this word for you, a very simple word today. Ask, believe, receive. So this morning, as we're playing this song, just start talking to him. Just talk to him. Just yourself. It doesn't say I have to lay my hands on you. It doesn't say I have to. He just says you. He's talking to his disciples. That's you and me. So just start talking to him. Let's take a moment as we're in this attitude of worship and just say, ask him. And then say, Lord, I believe it. And then say, Lord, I receive it. Heavenly Father, I ask you. Tell him what you need. He already knows what you need. Oh, Lord, we ask. We ask of you. Mm. Lord, I ask for wisdom. I ask for strength. I ask for peace. I ask that you would move the chess pieces. I ask that you would orchestrate telephone calls. Lord, I ask that you would take me out of this sticky situation. I ask, God, the mess that I've made, I ask for you to come and help me. I ask for family. I ask for relationships. I ask for you to help me get along with my boss. I ask, oh God, that you'd help me with my employees. Lord, I believe. I believe that you are the God who ordains these things and that you orchestrate my life. Lord, I believe that you are the one who can do things that nobody else can do. Lord, I believe that you are supreme, that you are the master. Lord, I believe that you are the one who is looking out for my best interests. Lord, I believe that you run to and fro this earth seeking out those that you want to bless and to benefit. Lord, I believe you are the one that takes care of your children. Lord, I believe that you care about me. And Lord, now I receive. I receive your wisdom. Thank you. I receive your peace. Thank you. I receive your direction. Thank you. I receive, Lord, the strategy to involve and to get this to work out the way that it needs to be done. Lord, I receive that strategy. Lord, I receive the finances that I need, Lord. I receive the provision that you have. Lord, I receive the miracle. I receive the healing. 
Lord, I receive the miraculous things to happen. Lord, I receive the salvation of those around me, oh God, that you have put into my path. Lord, I ask, I believe, and I receive because your word does not come back to you empty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I just pray a blessing on everyone here. Lord, I ask that their shadow would do damage. So we need sunny weather. Lord, I thank you. Would you bless them? Bless them. Lord, and for the appointments that we have this week, just like Brother Duick shared, God, how you just orchestrated. Lord, I, I'm asking you to have a number of those this week. That we get to share you in your precious name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have an amazing week.